0: Probably just get started um, and I mean right we're and um, this is recorded anyway so whoever's um, gonna be a few minutes late can later on always listen to um, the podcast episode it comes out
1: yes that's so exciting yeah
0: and okay cool so um, if you want to start with introducing yourself
1: I would love to so for one thank you so much for having me on and hosting this this is so much fun I'm so excited to chat with you about systems because I love them. I'm a self-proclaimed systems nerd. <laughs> My name is Rachel Mueller and I am a strategist and systems expert and I help entrepreneurs banish overwhelm through systems strategy and streamlining their business processes. And
0: Ines, I'll hand it back over to you. Yay! Yeah, and I am Ines. I am based out of Long Beach, California, and I own a social media agency. And it's funny because I brought Rachel on here today because we just uh, worked together. Um, Rachel actually uh, helped me um, streamline a lot of my processes and workflows. And, yeah, we were just chatting earlier that I'm very excited to get that uh, started and using that all the time now. Yes. So, yeah, we excited yes, about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> cool. So, um, I'm going to jump right in. And I love that you're so prepared that you, you literally took notes in the questions that I sent you. This is, wow. I love oh, it. Oh, of course. I cannot. <laughs> I need...
1: Notes. I need guide points because I, I I can't remember. I can't keep it in my head. That's like that's like my thing is with systems. Is like they're there to support you. And I've gotten it down to like a micro scale where it's like if it's not written down, it's it's not gonna be there. It's not in my head.
0: I love that. Cool. So um, let's get started. Um, well, actually, no. Before we start, I wanted to thank lunify for sponsoring this club, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit afterwards about them too. But yeah, I would love to hear how did you get started as a business strategist and how did you become the systems queen you are today?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, thank you. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, about 6 years ago, I started my first business, which is a real estate company that I still manage part-time with my partner. And to say that I was overwhelmed is an understatement, like we had just started things, it was a very, very exciting time, but we were still both balancing jobs and I felt like I was just completely drowning in admin work and I was keeping up with all the things and I was trying to figure out how we scale on top of still balancing all this stuff and it was just, it was exhausting and so After my like hundredth emotional breakdown, like as you know, a two-year-old tantrum crying on the couch, like, I can't do this anymore. I made some changes and I mean, entered systems. Essentially we invested in project management systems and CRM tools. I learned to ask for help. I learned how to delegate and start hiring a team and assistants. And I spent countless hours refining and tweaking and creating a system to organize and streamline that chaos and that admin mess that actually works and i have never looked back
0: that is wild okay cool awesome oh no no, okay i'm so excited so how did you first okay so i'm always like super interested in like what people's background is because i feel like everybody has honestly like i i have a bachelor's in supply chain and logistics do i need any of that today hell no so that's why I'm always so interested in these things so um okay cool so when was basically the first time you heard about a crm tool was it probably then right when you were like working this with your partner
1: yeah it was definitely at that time period when we were working together and starting to figure things out and i am very lucky in that my partner is a by trade 15 years automation design engineer and so he like automating and systematizing things is his specialty and so i'm very grateful that i had such a great if you will teacher (laughs) to help and show me what is really possible and to be able to take it from there and then it was when i entered this if you could say like the online space for entrepreneurs, that I realized that there were just some very common gaps that were missing with business owners who they've created these incredible, incredible businesses, but then left like a trail of of, like destruction behind them for how things have been set up, where they've been pieced together and they've kind of just built things on like twigs basically to getting to where they are and it can be a very messy and overwhelming process to realize that you don't have those systems in place. And that's when it's very exciting to step in and start to you know, take back that control
0: and banish that overwhelm in that process. Love that, great. Right? So when you work with fellow business owners like myself, what did you notice um, is like their biggest struggle and how do you then come in to help them? Mm yeah so i mean
1: definitely like i said that that feeling of overwhelm that is that is the biggest thing and a lot of it comes down to i would say also time like time is one of the most important resources and tools that we have available to us and we don't realize how much time we spend doing these things behind the scenes i'm sure you can attest to this yes Really don't realize how quickly they add up and what you could really actually be doing with that time that you get back when you have systems into implemented into your business and into your life. And so I would say that getting them back their time is probably ultimately like if it was just one thing, that's what it boils down to.
0: Yeah. No, that was definitely something I noticed. I mean right, it told you manual invoices takes me like what, an hour every single month at least. Yeah, and if I have new like, clients.
1: That can add up, yeah. Like, oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really take me that much time, it's just an hour or whatever. But it's like, well, what else could you be spending
0: that hour doing? Yeah, and if you like, like, I mean, do this every single month for like five years, you wasted yes. I don't know how many, exactly. like, insane, <laughs> right? And especially when I have like a new client, then like basically duplicating the invoice time that I had and making that I was like, oh, hell no, no, we're not doing that anymore. So, very excited about uh, my new system. So, um for everybody that doesn't know what CRM tool is, so what is it, and why does everyone, and why does everybody need one? Yes,
1: so first, can you hear me, yes If it's a poor connection again, I just wanna make sure that. Yeah,
0: I- no, I hear you great. Okay, cool, yeah. okay,
1: awesome. So a CRM basically stands for a Client Relationship Management tool, essentially, and it's basically a place where you can manage anything that has to do with your clients. So invoicing, payments, contracts, scheduling, email communications, I mean it, the list goes on. And essentially it's a place, a hub, where you can manage all of these things in one place. So you're not pinging back and forth between docu signing contracts and manually on PayPal for them to pay and then having to follow up because they didn't and they need a reminder and emailing back and forth way too many times to schedule a meeting like all of those things can be wrangled into one place where they can start to become automated and then you can take it one step where you can have a trigger based on things so when somebody is their invoice they get an email welcoming them on board and so it just really starts to create this very seamless experience and also an incredible Client experience and a very just like high touch point white glove experience for you, your business, and your clients. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. That was a good, that was a great summary. So, and which one, I mean, you're probably gonna have a lot of opinions about this question, but like, which one is your favorite tool and why? Because there's so many out there, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my go-to's are, there's two out there that for specifically for online entrepreneurs. So someone who's in like the online space when they are working usually like on a one-on-one capacity with clients, or if they have like group memberships or group programs, my go-to recommendation is either HoneyBook or DevSato. And they essentially both do the same thing. I would say that DevSato is a little bit more robust in that there's a little bit more that you can do on the automation side of things, on the design side of things, it just has like a little bit more capabilities, but they're fantastic for basically being able to wrangle all of that mess in and start to implement it in a very streamlined way. And I would say that, like I said, Devsata was much more robust. HoneyBook is a great option if you just need something to get started and it can be like, you know, maybe tech stuff is not really your thing. I find that HoneyBook is very user-friendly and very intuitive to get started with. Dips Auto is great if you're ready to like really dive into the advanced you know automation side of things. So they both have a lot of benefits to them, and I think it's a matter of figuring out which one works best for you and your business.
0: So I would say like both are really great for service-based businesses, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. So for let's say somebody that has a product to be honest i've never really asked myself that question until right now so somebody that has a product it's like a crm tool also something for them i'm wondering if that would work
1: uh possibly and to be honest i primarily work with service-based entrepreneurs so i haven't done a ton of product work but i know that there are different tools that are available for product based businesses that essentially function and do the same thing but they have a little bit more of a different client journey because you know when you're working one-on-one with somebody there's very like similar steps versus when someone's like clicking a button to buy a product or what have you it it works a little bit differently
0: but there definitely are options out there awesome okay great Um, and i think the next question we uh, i wanted to ask you how do you identify which one works best for whom but i think you already answered that question great um i so i'm kind of wondering because there's probably going to be a few people in the audience that are interested in one of those um tools but for me, it was just I just didn't have the time, I guess, to like sit down and really figure out which one is the best and how to implement that. That's why I like I brought you on to do that. But in general, I assume, right, that anybody could basically like like I mean, you're just going to take like a lot of time if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but they could probably, um, I guess, set those up themselves eventually
1: yeah i mean it's definitely something that you can do yourself and what's great about both platforms is they have amazing resources and tools available for you to be able to do that and so you can always kind of dive in and see i have shared tons of resources too for like deciding which one's best for you and that can always be a good thing too if you are feeling a little overwhelmed like you said where you're like i don't know how to do this i don't have the time to do this that's when it can be a great opportunity to bring an expert in who can help you in. You know let them in their zone of genius set these things up for you and build out that client journey and really help collaborate with you versus you feeling like you are just like piecing things together
0: if that's not your thing yeah that's how i would have felt that's why i brought you on <laughs> <laughs> so um what's some advice you would give and um, fellow business owners that are trying to scale their business
1: yeah i think that I mean there's a lot there's a lot that you can do and i feel like that's also kind of part of it is that it can be very very tricky to feel like you are able to figure out like what one thing is that you need to focus on and so my my biggest tip i definitely think is just taking baby steps you know, making sure that you're really understanding what your 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 goals are, what you're working towards, to have that solid foundation, and then don't feel like you have to implement everything at once. I find that, especially when it comes to the strategy and system side of things with entrepreneurs, that we can sometimes have this like all or nothing mentality where it's like, if we, we have to have all the things set up and working perfectly in the next week, or we'll just keep doing the, the same way that we've been doing them, and we won't make any changes. And it can be a very overwhelming and paralyzing process to do that. Versus if you start small with just like one thing, you know. So like, for example, let's say that you are feeling really overwhelmed on a daily basis with how much you have to keep up with with your to do list, what have you. Baby step. Sign up with Trello. Get yourself a project management, whatever it might be, and just start. Putting all of your ideas from your head and your brain down in one location. Great starting point. And then when that starts to feel like a manageable habit and you feel like, okay, I'm starting to feel like I can handle this, this is feeling good, then move on to whatever that next step is. But definitely don't just like jump around from thing to thing because that ping pong effect is going to feel like you just aren't ever really quite accomplishing anything.
0: So true. <laughs> and i love that you mentioned a uh, project and management tools because i am um, i saw actually you did an instagram post about it and i thought it was so interesting that you said um the difference between a crm and a project management tool i guess that was like a common question you, you got asked i assume that's why you like you did this post and i thought it was really great so if you want to like just briefly tell a little bit just what the difference is
1: yeah of course so with CRM. Like I mentioned, that's for clients. And then I would say your project management is everything like in-house. So for me, your your delegate, project management is really helpful. Like your client management side of things, and then you have your your in-house management of things. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit, but I think I understood what you were saying that the project management tool is basically anything that I work inside my business, and the CRM tool is anything that I work on for my clients. Yes, yep. exactly that. Perfect, cool. Uh, and you're, I mean, I told you, right? you know that. You're like the productivity and systems queen, and you did an awesome Instagram story around productivity hacks, and I just started using Pomodoro, this app I've never heard about. Actually, I went on this marketing retreat in, in Colorado, and, and somebody on there a friend of mine she was like oh i use pomodoro and i was like what the heck is pomodoro and um, you probably might know this app um so it's basically this timer that you said and then for whatever amount of time does this, this this clock runs you're just very focused on something um but do you have any other productivity hacks you can share i know you shared a lot on instagram stories so i'm just like this this is gonna be a great question for you <laughs> so yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there are so many tools and resources out there that it can be a very overwhelming process to figure out what works for you. And so I think you just kind of need to find what works for you and to try things. You know, Pomodoro is great where you give yourself the, the time, the space to really have like that focus time. I'm also a big fan of there's something called uh, chronotypes, which is basically like understanding if you are a morning person or a night owl and being able to really work in your creative space versus when you might have more of a space and capacity for doing like tasks and admin things like those are two very different mindsets and spaces to be in and so understanding how you work best can also be really really helpful because like the last thing that you want is to be waking up first thing in the morning, and let's say that's when you're your most creative, but instead you sit down and you start to answer emails. Do you really think that after sitting down for 20 minutes answering emails, you're gonna be able to then like jump back to being creative? Probably not. Versus if you know like, okay, in the morning when I first wake up, that's when I should like work on content or blogs or writing or creating my course or whatever it might be. And then later in the afternoon, when maybe you hit like a little bit of a dip, that's when you dive into doing like the admin stuff like your emails and things where you're just like head down focused does that make sense yeah well, what was the app
0: called or how do i what, what was the, the tool called yeah it's called it's called your chronotype i got to like okay i'm writing this down i'm going to take yeah, this thing it's really
1: cool there's actually there's a book that i highly recommend it's called the science of when And it's basically all around that. It goes a lot deeper into a lot of other things. It advocates for taking naps during the day, which I'm all for. Essentially what it is, it's basically just helping you understand how to have your brain and your body function at their prime when it comes to productivity.
0: Oh, I love that. I never even thought about that. Okay, that's a great hack. Okay.
1: Oh, it's not called the science of when. it's just called when the science secrets. Um, it's by Daniel Pink. So, for anyone that's looking it up and they're like, that's not a thing, it's called When by Daniel
0: Pink. <laughs> okay, cool. I gotta like get those things. Okay, Also, Oh, this is great. No, I honestly I didn't even think about that, but now you're right because I have some days where I start with like my more creative task and I feel great. And then my other days where I start with emails and then yeah, okay, I'm definitely gonna take this yeah. chronotype test. Yeah. days where you, like, perfect
1: example, where if you start with the emails and then after you, you feel like like just kind of scattered for the rest of the day and it's because you haven't worked in your flow and granted we can't always do that right like this is an ideal scenario there are other situations out there there's life like things are happening where you can't always have like this perfect schedule like I know Instagram really like idolizes like the perfect morning routine and it's not always practical for to do that but I do think that there are very small micro baby steps where you can start to incorporate those things into your schedule to help you feel like you are living a more productive life
0: I love that. So how do you handle emails? Do you set yourself just like a certain time of the day where you just like only check emails for this one hour and the rest of the day you're like diving into other important tasks or do you, I mean, I feel like answering emails on the go when they come in, I do that right now and I know it frustrates myself. Um, So I'm definitely trying to find a better way for that.
1: Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing to recognize is that if you are answering emails, DMs, messages, what have you, as they come in, you are putting yourself in a reactionary state. And so you are waiting for things to come in to respond to, to then feel productive. It might not be a conscious decision. That could definitely be something where it's like, that's just kind of how you've programmed yourself to be. But what happens is because of that, you don't allow yourself the space to really get into your flow state where you are able to sit at the computer get work done and then like two and a half hours passes by and you realize like I lost track of time (laughs) whatever it might be like you lose yourself in what you're working on that is that flow state when you're at like your peak creativity versus if you are sitting there and you're just like waiting for things to come in and you're ping-ponging you're living in your inbox you're never really gonna give yourself that space to do that because it can take you 20 minutes to shift from task to task it's like there's that ramp up period too and so i highly recommend like picking just a couple days uh, excuse me a couple times a day when you check your email and sticking with that i check my email typically twice a day morning and then once again in the afternoon sometimes if it's a really busy client day only once a day and i i'm an inbox zero person so i will do literally a whole suite of all my messages whether that is my email my dms my boxer my slack like i go through everything i clear everything out And then I put it all away until my next block. And so I know, okay, all that's been taken care of. And now I can jump in and I can focus just on the things that are actually going to move the needle and not worry about all the other
0: stuff. Okay, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to try to find one and two times of the day for emails. Now, I'm really going to. This I need to. If not, yeah. yeah it's it, helpful
1: too sometimes because, I mean, we start to program ourselves, right? And, like, you get dopamine every time you get a message. It's exciting. Like, ooh, something came in. Ooh, something yeah. came in. Like, it's an exciting <laughs> thing. And so I find that it can be really helpful. Just close the tabs. Hide the apps on your phone lock yourself out like there's so many resources and tools that you can do to help with that and then from there just give yourself the space to focus on that thing set alarms if you want to like there's just so many options
0: yeah and i think it's not an excuse but i mean i feel like working on social media it's like this extra layer of oh there's a comment we have to answer that immediately you know Mm -hmm, like any client's mm -hmm. post and things like this and then some of the DMs too, where it's just like, well, you don't want that person to wait an hour. So I feel like that um, itself opens this other whole can of worms where it's just like constant destruction.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard to, I think, and I know I'm kind of like derailing our conversation here, but I think it's important to mention that I feel like we kind of live because of technology in this space where people have started to expect an instant response. Yeah, and that's something that like if they don't get it's almost like the other person is disappointing them or letting them down but i think we've kind of started to see this shift where it's like people are starting to recognize that like that's like you think back to even when i was a kid growing up like we had a landline at my house and that was it and if i wasn't home or my parents weren't home you left a message and you'd get a call back when they were available and it's like we've kind of gotten away from this where it's like my time and your time and I need you and this and that. And I feel like if we can kind of start to take control of that a little bit more, it'll just give us a lot more peace
0: of mind. <laughs> that is very true. No, this is, yeah, that's very true. Um, how do you, what productivity hacks do you have around calendars? Because I feel like all of us have tons of blogs and even like invites and general other personal business things in our calendars. Like, how do you like track things? Like, do you have some hacks for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. Like I live by my calendar and I, my biggest favorite, wonderful thing that I do is I color code everything. So it's like I have a system for what color means what. And I know that if it's a purple, a light purple versus a dark purple, like what that means, like makeup, no makeup, camera, only by phone. Like I've really gotten it down to a science and that helps me be able to plan things in a much more uh, streamlined way too for when I'm able to work on projects, work on client things, what have you. Um, I also only take calls twice a week, which allows me in that other time to focus and really dive back into like we talked about that before that flow state where I'm able to like really dive into projects and stay focused and not feel like I only have like 30 minutes and then 90 minutes and then a call and then I'm distracted and then bouncing around to everything. And that has been really, really helpful too.
0: I love that. I actually just started doing that a few months ago. So I have my Wednesday and Thursday completely blocked. So usually it's going to be hard to get on my calendar that day only if there's literally no other day available the week to meet. Yeah. And I use those for very just strategic content creation days for the following weeks and things like this. And it's been really helpful. It's just I have Monday is my call day. So Monday my calls are a little wild. But um, it's great, honestly. And like you said, it's just you have to put on makeup once and you're done for the week. <laughs> so exactly. I like that. <laughs> well, and like you
1: said, like your Mondays are wild. But it's like you know that going in, right? It's like, okay, this is what I'm doing today. I've got whatever it is, five, 10 calls today, that's happening. And I know that's my focus. And it just helps you, your brain compartmentalize those things a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and it's perfect because then on Wednesday I can like work on all these deliverables for Monday. So it's, it's great. So I really like yeah. that, the system that yeah. I have. Awesome, cool. Um, so I assume, okay, calendar. So you are not a paper calendar, you're an online calendar person, I assume.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I am a pen and paper gal at heart. I've had paper planners like my entire life and I really love the aesthetic of paper and that kind of thing, but I find that our schedules can be so volatile sometimes that it really is helpful to have everything be digital and also I'm a big traveler and so having something that is just so easy to move with me, uh, it just makes things so much easier.
0: That's very true no yeah no I, I i totally understand where you're coming from i have this one calendar from and um, this digital community that i'm in like they send out these like paper calendars like for every quarter but i it's, cra- it's crazy because it has this like gratitude and affirmations journal and then like a whole schedule thing and then a to-do list and a whole page to like journal again and i only use it for my to-dos and for my schedule even though i track it in like three different places at the same time so definitely also more like an online uh, tracker here
1: yes and i think that too like as you start to dive into you being like the general you dive into project management more and you start to utilize different tools you start to see that like it can feel almost like inefficient to have some stuff on the computer and some stuff on paper so like you really just gotta try it and find what works for you yeah
0: for sure for sure awesome um okay cool so what are your favorite business tools that you use very regularly um, so just like, it literally can be anything that you really like love to use to manage your business.
1: Yeah. So CRM and project management, hundred percent, number one, HoneyBook and Epsado are going to be fantastic. Um, I personally use ClickUp to manage literally everything else, anything, Google, G suite. I'm all about love being able to have all of that in one place. My calendar, like I said, I live by my calendar, Um, and then I would say, I mean, the biggest thing for me, besides just like the system side of things, has also been like, we don't learn in school how to run a business, how to manage finances, like all of these things that like are actually the things that we need to be learning to live life as an adult. (laughs) And so the biggest thing for me has been figuring out ways to learn how over the years to actually run a business to manage finances in a better way that kind of thing and the number one takeaway that I've seen in other entrepreneurs too is like really having a good foundation for how you are doing your bookkeeping how you're managing things the profit first method has been a complete game changer in both of my businesses I highly recommend that to anyone who is like learning how to manage their business finances if you are a newer business and you're you're still not paying yourself i highly 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 recommend checking out profit first
0: wait that's a book right
1: it is yeah it's a book but essentially
0: it's a method
1: it's a method that teaches you how to manage your finances allocate things for certain expenses and being able to really fully understand how to run your your business on x number of dollars and also prioritizing paying yourself having money set aside in savings like all of these incredible resources
0: it's crazy because i just met with my coach this morning usually we meet on tuesday but this week we met on thursday so it was literally this morning at 10 a.m and she told me about this book too oh yeah so this is a sign okay i gotta read it I Don't know what is. <laughs> okay i gotta like read this okay awesome Cool. Um, what do you like about being your own boss and what do you not like Oh, and I have a lot of opinions about that?
1: Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of things there. I would say, let's, let's start with the things I love freedom, time, all the things. I mean, that was, that was the biggest thing that you learned the difference when you go from being in a corporate environment where it's like you get two weeks paid vacation, and that's it, and you have your, your weekends off, maybe sometimes, and otherwise like you're on this like hamster wheel strict schedule versus when you become an entrepreneur. It's like, I can go to the grocery store at 11 a.m. in my sweatpants on a Tuesday, this is awesome. Like, there's no one out, this is great. I'm never changing my schedule. But then you realize that, oh, this can also be the most dangerous side of entrepreneurship because You don't have anyone to rein you in. You don't have anyone to hold you accountable. And so I think that has also been the hardest thing is learning to, just because I'm working from home, learning to compartmentalize and know when there's like business time, when I also have my freedom time and how I'm planning things and managing those things a little bit better.
0: That's so, that's so true. And it's, um... I 100% agree with everything you said. It's funny because I was just I was uh, researching some new hashtags for my post the other day, and hashtag work from Wi-Fi. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I started using that, and then I was like, wait, I gotta put this to good use. Like now, I gotta live by this. (laughs) So a friend of and I are actually thinking of like going somewhere and like working from there now. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like I can't do this. Why am I not doing this? So.
1: it's, yeah. it's very much a, a, like a mind shift, mindset shift that Yeah, comes with switching things and, and shifting into this world because it it's very different. And like you'll have a conversation with someone who just is not involved in the online space or entrepreneurship at all. And they're like, wait, I don't like, what do you do during the day? Like, are, do you work?
0: Like, yeah. You <laughs> <schedule?"> <laughs> That's very true. And I think one lesson coming from corporate also that I learned was that, um, in corporate before, I felt like when somebody messed up, there was a lot of, like, um, finger-pointing at other departments, mm-hmm. at other people. Nobody really was, like, owning the mistake they made. It, it was just this... I, I just felt like this This was, like, where I worked. And, and now, being my own boss, like, if I mess up, like, I gotta own this shit. Like, you know, there's no, like, there's no hiding anymore. So, and the other day, actually, it happened for the first time. I was, like, researching some influencers, and honestly, it was a stupid mistake that I... There was somebody that on TikTok has a lot of followers and the same name on Instagram literally only has 20, so obviously completely not usable for an influencer. But I ended up accidentally scheduling a call with that person and in the literally two minutes before the call, I noticed that that person would have been completely unqualified to be an influencer because she only has 20 followers. And in the call, I was like, listen, I'm really sorry, I really messed up. So um, yeah, it, it was... It felt, it felt good. It, I mean, it felt bad, like making that mistake, but it felt good, like owning it and not like pointing fingers anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of one of those biggest lessons that we learn is that extreme ownership that yes. you have to learn to take responsibility for those things and see them as a learning opportunity, right? With every failure comes an experience where it's like, okay, now you know, you will never make that mistake again. Oh, for sure, I will never. <laughs> so I think that we can be very hard on ourselves when it comes to those mistakes. It looks like I screwed up, that's it, I'm done. But it's like, well, What did you learn from
0: this and what can you take from that moving forward? For sure, like customer service, like something I never had to like deal with. And now I'm like, my own customer service, right? Like we gotta make sure everybody's like, everybody, everything works great and everybody's happy. So yeah, that was definitely a huge lesson learned. Okay, so what is the best business advice you would give somebody that's just recently started their own business?
1: Oh, I would say, put your blinders on (laughs) especially if you are in the online space put your blinders on don't get distracted by all of the people who are screaming 10k months at you
0: oh yes (laughs) really
1: understand your own foundations really figure out what it is that you want to be doing and build your business from that and not and and it can be very overwhelming right when you're first getting started because there are so many directions and so many things that you could do and go and all this stuff but If you build your business based on somebody else, you are not going to feel fulfilled by it. And I think that's the most important thing is to really just understand what it is that you want, what your why is, why you're doing the thing that you're doing and go from there.
0: I love that and I think for me also huge was outsourcing like I just don't have the time anymore to like sit down and learn certain things so I'm just like there's other people that are doing this they're geniuses at this like why am I yeah. even trying to yeah. spend a minute doing this? it's that? So yeah. important to recognize when you get to that
1: space where the the things that you were able I mean when we start as business owners entrepreneurs like we wear all the hats we do all the things and that's a 100% normal so for anyone who's listening who's like a new business owner and they're like oh I gotta outsource like maybe you don't like maybe it doesn't make sense for you yet but there will come a time when you managing all the things doesn't make sense anymore because like you said i don't have the time to be doing this i need to be focusing on xyz and that's when it's an amazing opportunity to actually start
0: delegating and asking for that help for sure when i resent awesome um what do you wish would be more accessible to you as a business owner do you have anything where you're like ooh, like i'm really like missing this and i would love for this to exist
1: yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was when I was first getting started. I I mean, entrepreneurship is lonely. And I think that a lot of people feel like they need to like kind of have it all figured out by themselves on their own. But having a sense of community, feeling like you have someone that you can confide in, who you can get help from, whether that's a coach, a mentor, a group program, a friend who's going through the same thing as you, like whatever that might be. I think that having those resources so valuable for when you're first getting started all the way to when you are making seven and eight figures, you can never discount how important that is, that foundation of having community and that backup is for you.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember when I started out, I was like constantly Googling, constantly calling friends. It was, it was, yeah, I still do that up to today. So yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely. I mean, just having, having that, like, I feel like it kind of goes back to that accountability, but like almost like an emotional accountability, like having something that someone that you can rely on for that and lean on
0: is, is amazing. For sure. 100%. Awesome. Cool. Oh, that's been amazing so far. I would love to open this up for questions. So if anybody in the audience has any questions for Rachel or Systems Queen, um, don't be scared. Come up here and uh, you can ask all the questions that you want. In the meantime, Rachel, if you want to tell a little bit about um, where people can find you, where they can support you on social media and beyond.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram. That's where I hang out. You can find me at rachel R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Thank you, mom and dad, for that difficult spelling. <laughs> and I also have my blog, my website, which is just heyrachel.com. And I do uh, blog posts and share fun resources on there uh, as well. But really everything I do as far as... Uh, resources trainings, discussions you're gonna find me on Instagram.
0: It's been so much fun. I've learned so much. this has been wild. I know exactly I have some action steps that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the chronotype test. I'm gonna read some books. I'm gonna um, organize my uh, email time frame when I when I read and like answer them so I'm so excited
1: yes i love all of that i think it's amazing and
0: i'm very excited to hear how these these shifts work for you yeah me too awesome cool um before we um leave again right i was saying earlier that um this club is sponsored by lunify and if all of you want to check it out it's a free app you can download from the apple app store and it literally helps you just get rid of your freelance finance headaches it's really great you can discover potential write-offs and you can Honestly, it's been really what I love most about it is that you can literally see how much taxes you owe Before there's a tax season coming up. So go check it out. It's really cool. And um, Yeah, no, this has been amazing Thank you Rachel for coming up here and talking with me and answering all my bazillion questions that I had
1: Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. And like I said for anyone who is Listening now and has questions or if you're catching the replay and you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I have a question Please definitely reach out. I am here to help
0: likewise same year awesome well then um thank you again and see all of you guys next week thank you thank you bye